All right, welcome into the first ever podcast here on the N1 Podcast. My name is Marco. I'll be your host. Um, on the podcast, we talk all things NBA, me and whoever my guest will be today. My first guest is Nick. Say what's up, Nick. What's up? Nick Craig. Right, so today's topics, we're going we're gonna to hit some um, thoughts on the playoffs. We're going to talk free agent signings. We're going to talk uh, some draft stuff. So uh, and Nick also has some players he wanted to talk about um, during free agency and where he thinks uh, where where he thinks uh, they they should uh, go to and whatnot. So, yeah. First off, we'll start with thoughts on the playoffs. Um, and For obviously, sure. uh, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on winning this year's playoffs. Uh, biggest upset in history if the Cavs would have won, I would say. Uh, Nick, thoughts on the finals? Fair. Um, not gonna lie, it was kind of one sided, but. Come on. Who, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Le- LeBron's going to do LeBron. He's going to go crazy. But, I mean, no- nothing really special. I mean, I, what, I thought the first round of the playoffs was even more exciting than uh, the finals. Not going to lie. You know, I might have to go with the Eastern Conference Finals being the most – or just the Conference mm-hmm. Finals in general being the most interesting because – um, the Western Conference Finals was kind of the finals. Whoever was going to win that was going to win it all. Right. They were um, fighting for the championship, yeah, for sure. Yeah, So, and, and like, in Vegas, they said that, you know, the Warriors had the best odds. So, like you said, it was one-sided. That The Cavs really didn't have any chance. But I think that 51-point right. game from LeBron in game one was very special, even though it was monster know, from LeBron James. It was special. Monster. Yeah, so, one of the greatest playoff runs I think I've ever seen. Oh, definitely, yeah. And it was like sure. sixth, sixth ever 50-plus point um, game in and, and the finals, so that was definitely crazy. Crazy. Um, Golden State. Oh, sorry, what, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying Golden State. Hats off to them. I mean, they deserved it, but. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually posted this on my Instagram, at the N one podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people went at Kevin Durant, like he took the easy way out mm-hmm. and. And, you know, he got a second ring, but it was it was easy for him to do so because he has three other All-Stars. But I said on my Instagram, you know, I don't blame him for going to Golden State in the first place. I think if I were him and I saw a team with three All-Stars that uh, mm-hmm. had the ability to sign, I would want to go there whether I was an All-Star myself or not. I mean, that's the right. best winning option. I think it would have been a smart choice as well. Right. Well, I mean, you can't really get mad at the Warriors. They didn't do anything wrong. They drafted three All-Stars. Right. Right, they have the space. They did everything textbook. Right, nothing, they they did nothing wrong. So yeah. you know, they, hats off to the management there. And yeah, congratulations, I guess. Definitely a little bit of luck with with Curry. You know, a lot of people sure. said he was too small. His shot was you know just too too low, and they got lucky with him being one of the greatest shooters of all time, if not the greatest shooter of all time. And then sure. Clay becoming one of the greatest shooters of all time. Draymond really holding it down on yeah. the defensive end. Talk um, about luck. Yeah, Draymond Green, that's crazy. Second oh, yeah. round pick. And Draymond Green, he scores like 12 points a game, but he's out there doing everything that the Warriors need him to do and helping them win in a, in a major category, you know, in, in yeah. defense and all that. So, Special skill set. Yeah, so, uh, and then adding Kevin Durant, like we said, um, a lot of people wanted Durant's net, calling him a snake. It was a bad deal for him, mm-hmm. but like I said, I, that's what I would have done. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously, here in the next few years, the Warriors are going to be a dynasty team. They're going to be great. So Already are, my book. What was that? Already are already are a dynasty. Already are a dynasty. Yeah, See, that's for up sure. for debate as well because I mean two, I mean three championships in the last four years. That's you know something to talk about. But for sure, uh, with with their competition, I feel like if they, you know, if we kind of let the NBA adjust to the Warriors and let them, you know, build some other super teams, so called, um, and see <laughs> if the Warriors can really prove themselves to not just be able to dominate and step on littler teams. You know, like even the Cavs, they just they just stomped on. So, right. like, you know, if, if the NBA can, can build up their teams and um, the Warriors can prove that they can be tougher teams, then I think I can call them a dynasty. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, just like when you look at that roster, no one's going to compete with them. For, for I, I mean, the, I got to see what happens in free agency this year, but it doesn't look good for the rest right. of the NBA. Right, yeah, it's true. You look at that um, roster, 1-15. to 15. And then that, that kind of gets into my next topic for the day. Um, where is LeBron James going? Where is Paul George going? Um, mm. So, yeah, let me ask you uh, first, where do you think LeBron James will sign this year's free agency? Well, you know, as a Cleveland fan, personally, uh, my heart says Cleveland, but my mind says Philly or Houston. Oh, yeah. Just be- 
my heart says Cleveland, obviously as a Cavs fan, who doesn't want LeBron on their team? But, um, you know, I feel like he there's a shot at Cleveland more than a lot of people give credit to. I mean, his kids are young, has a daughter, uh, son's just about to enroll in high school. So, you know, a local town would be great for him to stay in more so than, a, you know, a team-based decision. But right. uh, obviously, if you're fighting for a championship, though, Philly and Houston are your number one spots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, he he did come out and say that his family will be his deciding factor on where he goes, you know, if he were to stay yeah, and that, whatnot. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about him going to L.A. And I honestly – and he has a few houses over there just for, you know, like summer homes. But mm-hmm. I, I think, honestly, if he is going to stay east, he's going to Philadelphia because sure. he, has, he has help there in Embiid and Simmons, obviously. And I think if he just stays East in general, he's guaranteed a finals. I mean, eight straight now in the East. Um, For sure. And I I mean, if he's in the East, he's just going to tower over every other team. You know, usually I'd agree with you on that. Man, what I saw from the Celtics this year without Kyrie and Hayward, they they might give him some problems next year. That's true. You know, they didn't have Hayward or Kyrie in the playoffs, so they could give uh, LeBron some problems next year if he stays East. For sure. Um, but I'm saying, you know, if he goes to Philadelphia, then he has himself, he has some help himself in Embiid and Simmons, mm-hmm. like I said. But um, right. then if he goes west, obviously the Houston's the biggest contender, or the biggest like, uh, like uh, yeah, I guess contender other than the Warriors in the West. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, I can't really see him going there due to cap issues and all that. Right, right. They got, they have to sign Chris Paul. They have to sign Chris <clears throat> Capello. That's a must. Um, yeah. But if he goes west and maybe L.A., but San Antonio was a sleeper team. You know, Greg Popovich is talking about how he is going to implement himself into his into LeBron's, you know, talks with other teams and whatnot. Yeah. Um, sure. But I think, yeah, if he goes to San Antonio, that's always been a good organization. And, and they, they just – they always fight for the playoffs, and they're a great team under Pop. So, Don't they have cap issues too, though? They may as well. You know, they got LaMarcus Aldridge with some money, and, and they've been kind Kawhi's of – Kawhi's going to want that. Super and Kawhi's going to want the super max. That's right. But um, I don't see them trading Kawhi. I've heard talks about that as well. I don't think they'll yeah. trade Kawhi to bring in LeBron. I think that would be wrong in many ways, honestly. But Yeah, counterproductive. In my right, yeah. So, um, right. And then moving on to, uh, I think, enough about LeBron, unless you got anything else. Just, you know, he's there's, there's it's a toss-up on where he's going to go, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, sure. so – Moving on to Paul George, um, let me hear your thoughts on where you think Paul George will sign. You know, I'm a, I've said this before in front of people, and I haven't gotten the best reaction, but I got two teams, one's in the East, one in the West. I think West, I mean, I think we all kind of see it coming. Uh, L.A., L.A. Right. for sure. Yeah. L.A. native. And then in the East, I could see him going back to Indiana. Oh, I wow. I okay. honestly see him going back to Indiana. Explain that one. I'm curious. I I feel like his heart still might be in Indiana, despite him kind of giving hints that it might not be. They have the space for him. It, there's a good, he has help now in a soup. Uh, in my book, a young superstar, Victor Oladipo. It, I could see it happening. He'd have he has help this year, and they could go for a deep, deep playoff run. Oh yeah, like like you said, the help Victor Oladipo is really impressing a lot of people. Probably most improved player this year. Easy. Um, they're young guys and like Sabonis, uh, mm. and then their young guards are really kind of stepping up a little bit this year. They Miles really Turner for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, so obviously they could use the help with Paul George. The city <laughs> loves him. He pro- his heart right. is still probably in Indiana, especially after his down year in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, in the West with L.A. his hometown. Um, looking apparently like supposedly looking uh for schools um in LA for his daughter and I don't know I think it'd be it'd be a good it'd be good for his legacy whether he went to LA or Indiana I think either one would be great for him great fit yeah um I, I mean in LA it might not be the perfect fit because they have Ingram and Kuzma yeah they don't I... what was that no I was I was just gonna say I hear all this talk about these forwards, Paul George, LeBron, uh, yeah. Kawhi. They all want to go to L.A. apparently. They have fine young forwards right now, these great wings, and Ingram, Coos. Uh, they got other guys too off the bench that I like a lot. And yeah. I, 
sometimes I just feel like maybe they should just wait and let it simmer down and see what they actually got without injuries. And I was I saw something today. Uh, it was crazy. They were what thirty five and forty seven this year, I think. Something like oh, that. Oh yeah. They, yeah, they, like that. they were closer to the playoffs than I actually thought when I checked the mm-hmm. standings. Yeah. And uh, Lonzo was out for like 30 games. Uh, Ingram was out for a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hart was like a late season gem that they found. They, they have a good young core. And I'd see, mm-hmm. for me, I would wait. I'd see what they could do as a group before I add wings. And if anything, I would, if I would, if I'm L.A., if I'm Magic Johnson, I'm getting rid of Brooke Lopez and his contract because he, he was the, probably the biggest disappointment of the season this year. Uh, he, he had a monster season in Brooklyn last year, yeah. 20, yeah. 20 and 6 or whatever. Not a great rebounder, but he never really has been. Yeah. And uh, I would see what kind of talent I could get in the big man. That's yeah. just me. Maybe resign but- Randall for that. Yeah, for the Nets, uh, Brooke Lopez was was a uh, one of the greats for the Nets um, all time. Yeah. And when Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez is one of your greats, you know you obviously one don't have a great organization, <laughs> and two other teams are going to see if they can't bring him in and do the same thing there. And he went to L.A. and like you said, it was a, it was a down year for him. Um, it wasn't a horrible year in general, but no. uh, he definitely didn't impress. Definitely wasn't worth the money. He's for making sure. like 20, 20 mil around there, um, so he's going to be a free agent. I said they definitely do not resign him. And like they said, they really want to bring, bring back Randall. He's kind of improving and uh, showing up, especially this season. Monster. But if they're going to bring in Paul George, I say they let Randall walk, one, because of cap issues, and two, because I guess just, just cap issues, I guess. But uh, mm. then, oh, yeah. And then as well as moving Kuzma down to the four because he's still young and they're not yeah. going to get rid of Kuzma, you know, and keep Randall. That wouldn't make any sense. So right. that would be the second reason. So then they could start Kuzma. Um, and then have Paul George at the three, maybe Ingram come off the bench a little bit. But uh, hmm. at the same time, you know, maybe they don't get Paul George and they let it kind of simmer down, like you said, because they have so many forwards that they drafted um, and kind of just, just wait it out a little bit. They're still a really young team, so just kind of let it simmer down a little bit. Yeah. I, I For me, what I think with NBA teams is these young teams like Indiana um, – even Brooklyn has some young guys, young pieces that could be good in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, yeah. L.A., Philadelphia, they should they should wait and see what they have before they try changing it up. Yeah, because there's a lot of young teams out there now, and a lot of them, after having Kevin Durant go to the Warriors, a lot of them are like, oh, we need to win now. We need to try and beat mm-hmm. the Warriors now. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you can't just try, try, and try. Sometimes you just you need to let it, you need to calm down, you know, let things pan out a little bit. And I think a lot of teams kind of panicked after they saw Durant go to the Warriors and they thought, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's bad if we, if we don't win now and keep up with them. But, you know, with the young teams, you can't really expect much out of them. So, yeah, you got to give them time to grow. Right. And, um, yeah, so if that's all you got for Paul George, I was going to move into uh, the CP3 and Clint Capella um, mm-hmm. signing with Houston possibly. Uh, if you, yeah, if that's all you got with Paul George. Yeah, that's all I got, man. All right, so we were kind of hitting um, with CP3 and Clint Capella. Like I said, I think they Houston needs to re-sign both of those guys. They're very, very valuable, two of the most valuable players in the league, I believe. And um, I think they need to re-sign both of them before they think about signing another all-star. And there were talks about DJ wanting to go to Houston, DeAndre Jordan. But I don't think they'll have the cap for him, um, especially after they possibly re-sign Chris Paul and Clint Capella. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, if you if you're gonna re-sign Clint Capella, you don't need DJ. You don't need that's DeAndre right. Jordan that's at right. all. That he's, to be honest, I think Clint Capella outplayed DeAndre Jordan this season, especially in the postseason. I agree. Season. I agree. He, he balled out. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I I knew Clint Capella was last year. I thought, oh, he's a he's a good system role player. He man, he he is. You can make an argument if he's in the Eastern Conference, he could be an All Star. He right. was and, he was amazing. This year, and I think honestly, I would probably put him ahead of DeAndre Jordan as one of my top centers in the league. Mm. Um, he's younger, and he doesn't make as many mistakes on the offensive end as DeAndre Jordan does. He, you, we see a lot of Shaq and a full highlights of DeAndre uh-huh. offensive end, and and Clint Capella, yeah. you know, he kind of he kind of holds it down in the paint, um, both on the offensive and defensive end. He really helps Harden get those assists. Um, mm-hmm. He's able to finish at the rim and and all that good stuff. So yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I. 
for sure get the first thing I'm doing is I'm signing CP3 to the yep. max like he wants. He yep. he he's what well deserved after what he proved. Yeah, he, he basically shut up all the haters this year and the play the playoff haters that there's this stereotype that I hate and they all think that CP3 can't play in the, in the playoffs. If you look at his stats, they're unreal for a point guard. That's right. They're, yeah. they're Especially un- how old he's getting now. It's, yeah. He's still a great, great point guard. He, he's a superstar in my book. He's a top yeah. 10 player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's had so many injury-prone teams. I mean, it's almost like criticizing LeBron for losing in the finals over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Look at his rosters compared to the opposing teams. You're not going to get mad at him after a while because there's only so much a certain player can do in the game that's of basketball. Right. It's a team sport. Mm-hmm. So, and I say, I say that over and over again. I'm glad you uh, you think the same as I do on that because I, I, you know, a lot of people were saying it was LeBron's fault for that loss in the finals this year. But, I mean, the man put up 51, 8-8 eight eight <laughs> in game one. They lost. What else right. did he do? He played out. He was he averaged like thirty four nine and ten in the finals this year, and they got swept. What else can he do? He has he has poured his heart and soul into not just uh, the Cavs organization, but Cleveland's as as a city. And mm-hmm. it's just he can't do much more. People cannot be getting uh, mad at LeBron for for his losses because he's he's had a heavy load to carry um, this year and and before, honestly. Definitely. So. Um, yeah, like I was going to say, I think that Chris Paul is their number one priority in Houston. Um, mm-hmm. And even the super, like the max deal for five years and however much money. Uh, w- with that five-year deal, if he signed that, he'd be staying in Houston and say he doesn't get traded. Staying in Houston until uh, he's 38. And a lot of people are saying, you know, wow, does Houston really want to pay Chris Paul $38 plus million plus at the age mm-hmm. of 38, like that's that's a lot of money for how old he'd be getting, and you know, and with the injuries yeah. he had this year, who knows if when he's older the injuries are going to get worse, and they got to pay him so much money, and then won't be able to trade him because of various reasons. So, it, yeah, it's a big it's a big deal, but I think he's definitely he definitely deserves it. Um, one of the greatest point guards of all time, and I if it were me, I would sign him to the max deal. But obviously, there's there's going to be problems wherever you go, whatever you do. That's just how it is. So. It's a business. For sure. I agree um, with that. And then, uh, so another question I had was, after CP3, after Clint Capella, um, whether they sign them or not, does Houston sign anyone else? We were talking about LeBron earlier, um, mm-hmm. and maybe even PG, maybe even DeAndre Jordan. Uh, what do you think? Did they just sign CP3 and Clint Capella? What else? To be honest, you know, there's a lot of interesting free agents this year that are going unnoticed. Um, you know, I think the, I, I don't like their style of play. I think their players are legit. I don't think their style of play is legit to beat the Warriors. Okay. What was it in that? Was it game seven? They, they went, what was it? Seven for four, nine for 49 it, or something. It was, it was seven for 44, I think from three. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just remember it was terrible. Either way. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible effort. I, I mean, I didn't take one mid-range shot all game from the sounds of it. I mean, I, I didn't see the game, but um, I obviously heard the yeah. backlash from it. Yeah. And, uh, man, I you can't – I guys, NBA players, especially the roster they've assembled, they're going to have great nights. They're going to have good nights. They're going to have great nights. They're going to have amazing nights. However, if you're trying to beat the Warriors, you got to build a consistent roster and three-point shooting oh, – off of 50 attempts a night is not right. that's not a system you should build your team around if you're trying to win a championship. Yeah, if you're trying I'll, to stay on top all season, all postseason, if you're trying to take home the ring, no. They, they got to do some. They, they got to work. Yeah, I was a little surprised from uh, seeing from Dan Tony, a, a great offensive head coach, um, mm-hmm. kind of keep at with those three-pointers and over and over, keep, keep trying that, uh, especially in game seven. You know oh. the the possibility of going to the finals and and Dan Tony um, keeping his team at it with the three pointers. I think at some point he should have switched it to feeding Capella down low. You know the Warriors oh. the the Warriors yeah. have McGee, they have Bell, they have Zaza up against Clint Capella. I mean I'm picking Clint Capella, but also in Draymond Green. But still Capella has the height advantage. Um, Draymond's yeah. very aggressive, but 
I mean, seven for 44 from three, don't you think? With one of the top centers in the league, you should probably feed him down low, uh, give up on the three, start moving the ball around more. You know, the Warriors, they have Klay Thompson, a great defender. Kevin Durant's very lengthy. And then Draymond Green, a great defender in himself. But, you know, keeping at the three, I think that kind of helps out Clay and Durant um, show off what they have on the defensive side and kind of kind of dig in uh, to the paint against Draymond and then their worst centers. The Warriors honestly don't have a very good center. I mean, McGee kind of no. showed up in the finals a little bit. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Helping them, <laughs> um, locking up LeBron on that one play. But honestly, uh-huh. feed it to Capella and it's game over for the Warriors down low, I think. I'd agree with that. I mean, and you put them in the pick and roll. I mean, like you said, right, right. Who are the more? Who are the Warriors going to match up? Match up with Capella with? Mm-hmm. You could say Jordan Bell, maybe. I I thought Jordan Bell. I mean, I, I I'm a fan of Jordan Bell, even though I'm not a fan of the Warriors. Yeah, I'm a fan of. I mean, you got to respect him, but I, I'm a huge fan of Jordan Bell. I love what he does. Um, at super athletic big, but yes. he made a ton of mistakes this pl- this postseason. And every I watched almost, I want to say almost every game Golden State game because, you know, I liked I liked the way the Pelicans were built. Uh, I liked the way San Antonio. I, I I watched every series in the Western Conference, and he made so many mistakes. I mean, he's a great player, great young guy, but man. Clint Capella could have had 25 and 15 every night if they if they work for him more. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say, you know. Right. I, D'Antoni, like I said, a great offensive head coach. I don't know why he didn't switch up the scheme. Um, a, the biggest game of the season for him against mm-hmm. the toughest team in the league. And he stayed at it with the three. I don't know. I just They thought they could probably shoot out of their slump. You know, they say if you miss, you know, keep shooting. Eventually you're going to start yeah. making them. And eventually they'll fall. Um, but – then you were talking about the pick and roll. James Harden's one of the best pick and roll players in the league. Oh my Pair him God, up yes. with Clint Capella, one of the best bigs in the league, and 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 feed uh, you know a fight against that poor um, Warriors front court. And I think that the Warriors are going to struggle. I just they're going to have to start throwing up threes at one point, and which they can do. The Warriors can do, but mm. if you if you hold the Warriors down and they start freaking out, that's the best. They they need to give Curry the ball to throw up weird threes that most of the time go in, but when they're just kind of coasting, it, it doesn't feel good, and it kind of loses your momentum. Like, you need to, at one point, kind of hold the Warriors down a little bit with their four All-Stars. You need to pin them down. Right. Another thing is, man, when you're shooting perimeter shots and you get and Golden State grabs those rebounds, you're unlocking a fast break. And right. one of the best fast break teams of all time. I mean, that's how you that's how you beat the Warriors. You cut down turnovers, you play defense, which is why Cleveland didn't win, and he, and you stuck and you put them in the pick and roll with their terrible front court. And right. You, yeah. And you try your best. You you got to try to stop them in the fast break, but it's almost impossible. Right. Cleveland was ranked 29th in the league in uh, for, for defense this year, and obviously you pair up the 29th ranked defense up with four All Stars. Um, on the other team, who do you think is going to win? Obviously the four all-stars and they swept them. You know, it was, it was one sided. Like we said, it was just Cleveland didn't stand a chance. And so with Houston having Clint Capella, a great defensive center, I mean, they should have, they really should have used Capella more in that series. I think it would have helped out a lot. And, and Chris Paul being injured really affected that uh, series as well. Um, Most valuable player on that, on that team, I think is Chris Paul. So, that was a big deal for them. Yeah, and, you know, they're full of perimeter shooters. But, you know, James Harden, despite being one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA, is also one of the best drivers and dri- drive- drawing contact and finishers in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So is Chris Paul. You got Clint Capella. P.J. Tucker can drive. Eric Gordon used to slash whenever uh, when he was on the Clippers. I mean, it's not like they weren't capable of it. They just right. that wasn't part of the game plan. They were they have Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson, all great shooters as well. But yeah. we saw in Game Seven, uh, Trevor Ariza shot like 0 for 11, 0 for 9 from three. Uh, Eric Gordon really didn't do a whole lot that series. Um, no. you know, really didn't prove his case for how valuable he is off the bench. Mm-hmm. So the war the the Rockets were really kind of shut down. Surprisingly, they they forced a Game Seven. Honestly, I mean they they were pretty shut down that series. Yeah. Um, However, you put Chris Paul in that game seven, I think we're, Rockets mm-hmm. win the championship. 
yeah, without Chris Paul, I believe that the that Houston would not have been into a game seven no. uh, up against Golden State that series. So, um, if that's all you got for Houston, I was going uh, to move into the draft prediction for the first overall pick. Um, Phoenix, first overall pick. Uh, Lauder saying eight. Lauder saying Doncic. What do you think? Ah, man, that's a hard one. I mean, Doncic, oh, I mean, he could be anywhere from Gordon Hayward, Ginobili prototype to Larry Bird. I mean, he has a load of potential. He can slash, he can pass, he can shoot, he can, he's a great finisher. He can do it all, basically. He can, yeah. He can play, to be honest, he could probably play one through three in a small ball lineup. Yeah. But, um, then you see Aiton. Potential. A lot of people compare him to Shaq. I think that's unfair. I think I'd compare him to more like a, which is this is huge praise, but uh, a, more like a prime Dwight Howard. I, that's what I see. Much closer resemblance there. Yeah, I was I was gonna agree. I was I was just about to say Dwight Howard. I was gonna let you finish, but yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Um, and then yeah, if that's all you got to say, I don't want to interrupt your your. Rhythm. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no. So, so yeah, Luka Doncic. Um, over in the European League, it's kind of a different story, obviously, than college. He's going up against older guys. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the collegiate level here in the U.S. Is, has better players than, than the European League. I feel like the European That's League is a little weak compared to the collegiate level over here, but I could be wrong. Um, but like you said, Doncic can really do it all, one through three in a small ball lineup. I agree with that. But Aiton, I feel like, might go number one because he said he doesn't want to work out for any other team. He says that he's, he's definitely going number one. I think that's kind of a hint that Phoenix maybe told him under the table, like, hey, we're drafting you number one, so, you know, kind of just stick with us on this one. And he kind of hinted at that. Um, but then, yeah, I was going to say Aiden kind of reminds me of uh, Dwight Howard a little bit. Uh, has a lot of potential. Donchance has a lot of potential. This one, I think, is 100% DeAndre Aiden going number one. But Luka Doncic to go number two. If anyone else goes number two, I'll be very surprised. Yeah, top three for sure. Yeah. And uh-huh. you look at Aiden, Aiden, uh, Arizona native, Arizona University. I mean, he's he's a native. He'll mm-hmm. fit in. Right. He and Booker right. are already friends. So. Right. Yeah. Definitely it just see. it just seems like the perfect situation. Like with mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball a couple years or last year, um, in the draft. Uh, you know, L.A. native. His dad was saying he's only going to L.A. I mean, it just seemed right for Lonzo to go to L.A. It just seems right for Aiden to be drafted by Phoenix. Um, and a perfect fit. Him and Devin Booker, they're yeah. young guys, going to remind us a little bit of, you know, Kobe and Shaq when they were younger and, yeah. and kind of bringing up that dynasty and winning those rings. So do I yeah. see Phoenix maybe winning some rings now, even if they had Aiton? Because they're, you got the Warriors, like we said. They're just they're a super team. And yeah. the rest of the league, I wanted to get into this as well. I believe that the rest of the league is going to kind of adjust to the Warriors, and uh, we're going to see more and more super teams here in the next few years to kind of go up against Golden State, which only makes sense. Yeah, we saw that. We saw a preview of that this season. A lot of teams try to mimic Golden State. Right, right. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, Houston, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, they put together. Right. I thought they were going to go a lot deeper than they did. I also thought Minnesota was was going to kind of dig deep a little yeah, bit, but but I mean, they, they were put up against arguably the toughest competition there was. I mean, right, right. If they if, they, if they're at a four or five seed, ooh, they could have went to the semifinals. And Oh, yeah. I, they didn't really impress me. I mean, they had Butler, Wiggins, and Towns, and the regular season, you know, Towns was showing up. Yeah. Wiggins was really quiet. Mm-hmm. Butler wasn't really impressing much. He was kind of just holding it down. He wasn't really playing like an all-star. So then when playoffs came around, it just wasn't enough for them to top off Houston in the first round. I mean, that wasn't – they just did not have enough. Um, and then Oklahoma City – they they were able to bring in Melo and PG to team up with uh, Russell, and PG didn't have a horrible year, but no. with Russell, you know that that Oklahoma City offense kind of runs through Westbrook, mm. and PG, you know, he's used to being the main guy, and he needed the ball a lot more to be effective. He when he doesn't have the ball, he's not very effective. Um, but on the defensive end, he's he's obviously one of the best defenders in the league. Mm. But on the offensive end, he kind of needs the ball to be effective. And Melo had a down year. It would have been better if they would have benched him, but. Like he said, he did not want to be benched, um, but he Melo was not effective one bit, I don't think. And in the playoffs, it just wasn't enough. And I mean, it did go to seven games against a 
a young Utah team, but Donovan Mitchell, I mean, oh my goodness, he's he's impressive. He's my rookie of the year. You think so, huh? All right, well, I we, do. Can, we can go into that if, if <laughs> um, I'm I'm saying Ben Simmons still. Uh, I think uh, with his numbers, it's just unbelievable for a rookie. And I know a lot of people then bring up the whole well, he had a year of practice. Well, yeah. at the same time, it's not like he's 28 and Donovan Mitchell's 22. That's right. All right, they're both they're both 22, I believe. Maybe yeah, 22, I believe. Maybe 23. Yeah, yeah I think um, so. Anyway, they're the same age, so they. Uh, you know, like Donovan Mitchell stayed in college a year longer, or you know, he was in college uh, longer than Ben Simmons. But um, Ben Simmons then came into the league early. He got more professional kind of experience, but you know, it wasn't like he was playing. He was just practicing. He was working with professional trainers. But at the same time, a rookie is someone who has played has played in in the NBA uh, like their first season. Played. You know, Ben yeah. Simmons had played. He had been out. So Ben Simmons is classified as a rookie, and mm-hmm. he has to be my rookie of the year. His numbers were just great for a rookie, and he has a bright future ahead of him, especially if he works on that jump shot. Uh-huh. Um, That's true. I think if he had an outstanding jump shot, he'd be a top 10, top 15 player in the league. I mean, he's – Make an argument he already is. <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. Um, um, uh, Colin Coward had him as, like, fifth best player in the league already, huh. and that was just ridiculous. But yeah. uh, then Donovan Mitchell, don't get me wrong – outstanding he impressed me more than anyone has um in the past five years in the nba that was incredible Mm. and i know he was the 13th pick which isn't super low you know it wasn't like he was a total sleeper or you know like uh you know just almost undrafted like out of nowhere but he just i mean wow in the summer league i saw a glimpse of what he did uh this year um and i thought you know he's just gonna be one of those guys that show out in the summer league and regular season comes around and he averages like seven points a game no the dude was incredible, don't get me wrong, but I just got to stick with Ben Simmons. So, I mean, both are 21, by the way. I just looked at that. 21, okay, yeah. okay. And, uh, man, you look, at, you look at Ben Simmons' roster, I don't think there's an argument. Ben Simmons had more help, obviously. That's, yeah. that's not an argument. Right. If Donovan Mitchell maybe had an all-star on his team, I know Embiid isn't – or maybe Embiid was on the all-star team. That's right. He was, if, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if uh, Donovan Mitchell had an all-star on his team, I, I, I know he had Gobert, um, but uh, he was hurt for most of the season, and he really kind of holds it down on the defensive end more than anything. So if Donovan Mitchell maybe had, I mean, an all-star caliber player on his team, um, he maybe wouldn't have done what he did. Simmons had Embiid, and he still was able to put up the numbers that he did. So I don't know. It's kind of a flip of a coin. Yeah. Really, you never know. You, there's always what ifs. What if what if Mitchell had more help? Yeah, what he had the same numbers, and and there's always what ifs. But right. So you say Mitchell, I say Simmons, rookie of the year. Um, that's cool. I respect your opinion on that. For sure. Take. Um, and then back to the draft. Do you think there are any other franchise players in this <laughs> draft class besides Aiton, maybe Doncic? Um. Yeah. I, I I personally I like this guy's style of play more than Aiton's super effective big Marvin Bagley. I just love his style of play. I think he's going to be a problem in the NBA. He is. One I like his style of play problems. too. I just I don't see him being a a major. You know, even like saying he's a franchise player. I don't see Marvin Bagley being that type of player. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't get me wrong, great year in Duke. Um, he'll be a, he'll be a solid player. He'll be a good starter, maybe a maybe a multi-time uh, All Star. I'm um, in the NBA, but maybe a, maybe not a franchise player. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But then Michael Porter Jr. as well oh, coming God. in, and a lot of people are saying, you know, he just he didn't play well because of his injury in Missouri, and and once he gets in the NBA and he gets that professional help, he's going to be great. He's going to be a franchise player. Um, so maybe thoughts on, on, uh, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, I could see that one of the most, probably the, would you say the most athletic player in the draft? If possibly not, yeah. top five, yes. Um, yeah, I could see that he can do it all. Great defender. He can shoot the three when asked to, uh, obviously super athletic finisher. Yeah. I, I think he can get his teammates involved. That's something that yep. comes with age. Uh, looks like a pretty good defender. Solid. I could see that. I could see he's, him. Being... He's he's very athletic for his size. He's six ten. That's a great size. 
Wow. He can play the three or the four. Um, he has some solid shooting. Uh, he's a very unselfish guy, so that kind of goes in with helping out his teammates. He can rebound. His defense is pretty solid. Yeah. He's got it all. Um, and then definitely that unselfishness really helps out and kind of puts him in that leader role. Say if he were to get drafted real early and go to a, a worse team, you know, maybe a, a bottom 10 team and mm-hmm. kind of be the leader for his first couple of years and see what he can really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if that's all you got for the draft, then uh, I was going to move on to our last topic of the day. Um, way too early 2018-2019 champion prediction. I got to – first of all, I got to see what happens in this year's free agency. You know, LeBron goes to Philadelphia. There's right, right. Yep, story. Yep, yep. You know, you just, Paul George – I think Paul George could go to Philadelphia too. But, um, I mean, something like that could happen. Uh I got to see what happens, but as of right now, like I said earlier, I think Houston has legit players. I don't think their style of play is legit, though. Right, yep, yep. And um, I- I'm a big fan of Harden, obviously Chris Paul, one of my favorite players of all time. I, I just don't see them giving – I mean, I see them giving Golden State problems, but I- at the end of the day, I got Golden State – go into the finals once again. I don't see any other competition in the West besides them. Uh, maybe the Thunder could cook something up. I don't know. I, However, Celtics could give the Warriors some problems. I could see that. That's right. Yeah. I could see that. See, I agree with you on all of that. Um, I was thinking the same thing earlier today, actually, I was when I was writing that down. I was thinking, mm. you know, who is my, my prediction? You know, what is my prediction? And I thought, you know, I think whatever team LeBron James signs with, will that team will win the finals this next year. Because um, I believe he's either going to Philadelphia or he's either going to San Antonio. If he goes to Philadelphia, like I said before, he has some, he has some good help. Um, definitely enough, I think, to top off the Celtics, and that's hard to say as a Celtics fan. Uh-huh. But um, even with, um, say, Kyrie and Hayward coming back, I think that if – top two greatest player of all time, LeBron James, goes to Philadelphia, teams up with the Prince, Ben Simmons, possibly, arguably the best defensive and or best um, center in the league in Joel Embiid. I think that's going to be enough to top off Boston and then give the Warriors some problems, obviously. But if he goes to San Antonio, I think him and Kawhi, if Kawhi's healthy, Pop is still there, ready to go, still the head coach. And and maybe they even keep Lamarcus Aldridge. If not, they they have they, the Spurs always find a way to win. They always find yeah. a way to make the playoffs. I think if LeBron goes to San Antonio, that they will win the finals. Still, I think they'll they'll be hmm. able to beat the Warriors in seven games in the Western Conference Finals. Um, if Kawhi's healthy, obviously, if Kawhi's not there, then that's not happening. But Kawhi on the defensive end will definitely help. Um, so yeah, I think even if he goes to San Antonio, then they'll win it all. I think whatever team comes out of the West. Unless LeBron goes to Philadelphia, whatever team goes to the, uh, comes out of the West will win it all because you know either Warriors, San Antonio, Houston. I think that the East just still can't do it just yet. I could see that. Do you think that Dejounte Murray can hold down the point guard spot in a playoff game, a playoff he, series? He has impressed a lot. He is one of the best um, defensive guards, if not one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh, he has really, he really impressed me this season. I had him on my fantasy basketball team, and I just kind of, he was just a late draft pick. I was like, whatever, we'll, we'll take him. I see Tony Parker's injured, um, and then he really helped. I did not see that coming at all. So I think with how young he is, he still has a lot of room to, you know, a lot of room to improve. I think that he could definitely hold it down at the point guard position with, like I said, his great defensive ability. Um, mm-hmm. Say they were, uh, he was up against Curry, he could lock him down. He's he's lengthier. He's taller than Curry is. So. Um, I'd say yes to your question. I think he could have yeah. at the point guard position in a series. So, you th- what about offensively? Offensively as well, I think uh, a little bit. He he's a good slasher. He's he's not a great shooter, but his shot's not horrible. But he's got I think that. if they bring in say LeBron James, he won't need to do anything offensively. LeBron, you know, we already know what he can do. I don't need to go into that. Kawhi isn't a horrible offensive player, 20-plus points per game to get out of him. <laughs> no, not um, too bad. He's not a great facilitator. We've seen that, mm. that his his career high in assists 
was not even double digits. I, I yeah. think if I, I, was if like, I remember right, I think it was seven or eight. I think it was seven as well. Um, so obviously, if they bring in LeBron, I don't think Murray or Kawhi will have to do much uh, facilitating or scoring as much. But um, with LeBron there, but yeah, so you know, on the offensive end, I don't think Murray will have to do too much. Could the spur? I, I don't. I actually don't know this. Could the Spurs keep Rudy Gay if they get LeBron? Um, you know, Rudy Gay was on like a thirteen million dollar contract, I believe. Yeah. Uh, a little bit much, I'd say. He had a few games where he showed a little bit of what he has left in the tank, but uh, I think he's not really worth the money. Especially if they were to bring in LeBron, they can let him walk. Uh, yeah. They can let Gay walk and and bring in maybe a a center. Um, Pau Gasol is getting old. They got yeah, rid of Boban Marjanovic. I think that he had some potential, and he was a, you know, he's like seven foot four. So they need to bring in a center, say, if they let Gay walk. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I just don't – I, I'm. this is what I'm scared of. I think LeBron – this might tarnish his legacy, to be honest with you. I think it – well, let me finish it. If LeBron leaves and goes to another team and they don't win the championship, I feel like people are just going to look at it like, oh, this guy had to leave and he still couldn't win. Right. And, I think that that could be really bad for his legacy, and sometimes you got to think maybe Cleveland isn't a bad idea. Say Cleveland uses that Brooklyn pick to draft Michael Porter Jr. Those right. two could be some pro- be a problem, one-two punch off the wing. And then we'll even see. Cleveland, Cleveland's talking about maybe signing Paul George. Say they sign Paul George, yeah. and Cleveland is able to snag a, a solid guard and maybe Colin Sexton, Ooh, and and like he's he's and he's able to impress us more than than we thought and. Then you know Cleveland's back to the finals, and then they ha- they are they have a solid chance against Golden State. So Cleveland, you're right; they might not be a bad option to to stay. He'll do his one year player option deal, so we can get more money every year, um, which isn't a bad mm-hmm. idea. I mean, I I would do the same. I would want the money as well. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, if if he were to leave and then not win a championship, that will hurt him more. So if he leaves, he's going to have to be smart with it. I think he'll definitely have to stay East because I guarantee you. Whatever team LeBron James is in the East is going to the finals. It's I yeah. think it's it's a, it's a free ride to the finals. Whatever team LeBron James goes to, so I I don't know. I think it'll be it'll be best for his legacy legacy if he stays East. That's why I think he's going to Philadelphia. That's fair. I can agree with that. Um. So yeah, if you got anything else on free agents, I I thought maybe you had a, a list of other players that you wanted to hit. Yeah. Uh. I do have a short list of uh, okay. free agents that I'd okay. actually like to see. Um, let me pull it up. All right. So we got Derek Favors. I'd love for him to go straight to Houston. Okay. Give, give them some. Now. Give them an extra post player down. I don't like how they have Capella down low, and then they have four perimeter shooters around Capella. I think that it's getting more common and common in the NBA today, one post player. But, I mean, they – they could give, especially the Warriors. Um, this is one of the reasons why I actually thought the Pelicans, with the healthy Marcus Cousins, could have not given the Warriors some problems with that front court. Yeah, Draymond can guard either Davis or Cousins. I don't think he could guard Cousins or Davis, but he could probably do the better job than Javale McGee. Right, and you're gonna have that guy who's just gonna eat all day off of whoever's defending him. You put, uh, you put a. Uh, you put him next to Clint Capella, Derek Favors, Clint Capella, front court. That's deadly along with your backcourt. You don't have any weaknesses there. And I also think they could be a serious contender to land Will Barton. Great 3 and D player. Can really do it all. He can pass. He can rebound okay. Solid defender. Overall, just a great player. I thought one of the most underrated players in the league today. Okay, and if you didn't mind, I was going to give my two cents real quick on Derek Favors, uh, possibly, yeah. you know, go with Houston. So, um, I think that Houston really doesn't need Ryan Anderson. He is not mm. great on the defensive end, and he's no. mostly a shooter. Mostly helps out on the offensive end, and not even that. This year, he didn't really help. He was kind of he wasn't worth the money at all. He was no. making maybe sixteen million dollars a year, uh, and his contract just really isn't worth his, his skill level. So, I say that they somehow get rid of him if anyone wants to take on that contract. But then they have P.J. Tucker down there who, He's good. With, with his size, was able to snag so many rebounds, and that was really impressive. 
especially mm. with his age. And then he was he was hitting some clutch threes every once in a while. Yeah, PJ Tucker was really valuable on on both ends of the floor for Houston. But with his with his age, you know, I think Derek Favors would be good as well because he's not a superstar on the offensive end, but he can hold it down on the defensive end at the four spot. And that's what they need. Houston needs another defender um, more than anything because, like, they're mm-hmm. one of the best. They're a top two offensive team in the league. So, right, uh, Derek Favors. He's been kind of iffy defensively throughout his career, but I I was really impressed with his post defense this year. Yeah, with Utah. Definitely yeah, impressed definitely. with that. All, especially what he did on Adams. I was I was shocked against OKC this year. Uh huh. He, 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 he was solid. I think maybe Gobert might be the reason for that. Gobert might be teaching him a yeah, thing true. or two. Yeah. And I think if he goes to Houston, he'll have Capella um, to maybe teach him a thing or two uh, on the defensive end to kind of get favors back in in the talks of, you know, one of the best fours in the league because yeah, he, used he to was be. coming in and he was he had a lot of he had a lot of praise um, coming into the league and then he kind of just went downhill and you know he made a lot of money that he really wasn't worth in Utah so I think if he gets mm. over to Houston that then he'll have that spotlight so and the next guy I have is Tyreek Evans great player super versatile can play one through three but once again the small ball lineup I can see him going to two teams I could see him going to the Detroit Pistons or the Celtics I could see the Despite the Celtics being kind of guard heavy with Kyrie, Rozier, uh, Smart, Brown, I guess now they're calling him a guard. Uh, I think, I think they're going to let one of the two walk, Rozier and Smart. However, you can put Tyreek Evans in a lot of lineups. You could potentially right. have a lineup of uh, Kyrie, Smart. Or no, my bad. Kyrie Brown. You can give Tatum a rest and put in. Tyreek Evans, who's not that bad of a bench player, let's just say that. 19-point-per-game score this year. Uh, Horford and Gordon Hayward at the power forward. I think that would be a that, – that's a championship team right there. That's, that's a great lineup, yeah. I, um, Evans, rookie of the year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Um, on, a, on a worse team, you know, that doesn't have a whole lot of talent to kind of shadow over uh, Evans – he can really stand out. He's a great all-around player. Um, still has a lot left in the tank. He's still a young guy. Just his layers yeah. in Sacramento. He just was. It, it was just a bad spot over in Sacramento with with Boogie leaving, and Sacramento just was not great um, as a basketball team. And he really needed no. to get out and kind of show what he can do, and and keep going in his career. So I think yeah, if he were in Boston, mm. they do have a lot of talent over there, but he would still be able to. To show up, I you know, yeah. like I said, he's a great all-around player with all that talent. He'll be able to facilitate. He can play the one through three. So yeah, off the bench, he's great as a starter. He's solid. He's, he's he'd be a good pickup for any team. Yeah, and like I said, the Detroit Pistons—they already have, I'd say, a top five front court in in basketball right now. I think you put in a guard like Tyreek Evans, they could snag an eighth or seventh, maybe even sixth seed in the East. Okay. I could see that. And what team was that that you? Uh, the Pistons. The Pistons. Okay, yeah. Detroit Pistons. Yeah, the they, Pistons they need are always. They these past few years they've been hovering around the eight nine seed. They keep going back. Yeah. Forward, like Charlotte. But yeah, say they were to pick up Tyreek Evans and they just signed Dwayne Casey today. Yeah, um, to I saw a five year deal. Great, uh, great, great head coach, right? So if they were to say pick up Evans, um, and Andre Drummond keeps racking in sixteen boards a game. Reggie Jackson comes back healthy because he was gone most of the season, um, hmm. and and plays like plays like he's supposed to. And yeah, they could definitely snag a six seed in the East. I think uh, Detroit. Definitely. Yeah, and now my last guy today. Anyway, I got is Julius Randle. I see him leaving L.A. and pairing up with a young athletic guard, Dennis Smith Jr. and Dallas, D- deadly duo for the future, and they're going to put the league on notice. I think. Okay, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, Julius Randle would be a great pickup for yeah. any team. He oh, yeah. still has lots of potential. He is getting he's getting bigger and, and physique. Uh he's really dedicated. He wants to win. Um he wants to stay in LA, but he at the same time, if he goes to an even more winning organization, it would be great. He would have more confidence. Um and really he just he needs that confidence really um to show what he can do. And in LA the spot with the bright spotlight, but not a great organization, you know, just not.
not a winning organization as they used not to yet. be. He's not really, you know, has a lot of confidence, like I said, to show what he can do. So mm-hmm. I feel like here in these next few years, Randall's really going to impress us. Yeah, future all-star, future all-NBA in my book. Yeah, great rebounding, great defense, can hold it down in the offensive end. He's mm-hmm. he's uh, very athletic for how big he is. So Yes, definitely. I You got Dennis Smith Jr., who I think could potentially give you 20 points a game. I think he'll be ready for 18, 19, 20 points a game next year, along with a good amount of assists, five or six. Yep. Then you got one of the most overpaid yet underrated, maybe not even overpaid in today's NBA, but uh, underrated players in the leagues, especially one of the most underrated wings, Harrison Barnes, to go along with Dennis Smith Jr. And then you put in Julius Randle at the center position. They could be good in a couple of years. Harrison Barnes, still a young guy. He's... Harrison Barnes is solid, but I don't think he's worth the $22 million I think he's making. Um, mm. I think he's maybe worth like a 15 But don't get me wrong, he I think he would just be better off the bench. I think I would rather really? have Tyreek Evans than I would Harrison Barnes on my team, to be honest with you. Uh, wow. Harrison Barnes is a most mostly a scoring guy. Um, mm. He was able to score 20-plus points a game in, in Dallas because what did they who they have on the offensive end. Um, Dennis is still a really young guy. Dirk is getting real is, is getting pretty old. So, hmm. I mean, Harrison Barnes had to do what he did. I think I would rather have yeah. Barnes off the bench and pay him less money. So, um, that's just me. Yeah, I can see that though. I mean, he is kind of one dimensional, but hey, he's he's younger than I thought he was. He's I I, I thought he was. I remember him on that 2015 Warriors mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and man, I looked up his age. What was he? Uh, I forgot his age. 25, 24. 25, yeah. 26. He is 26. 26. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking, like, man, this guy has some age on him because I remember oh, okay. him way back then. But, yeah. Well, I mean, he was not that way back. So. He was really – he was he was kind of, like I said, with Randall, if he just had that confidence mm. and he had that help around him, that winning team that could really get him the ball and, and like I said, give him that confidence. And he kind of – he kind of came off the bench and started. He kind of switched around with Iguodala and, and Golden State, mm. and was able to was was able to score for them um, when they didn't have Durant. You know, he was able to kind of be Hold that be line, that type yeah. of guy. You know, not Durant's skill level, but um, no, be that score that they were looking for that other score. So, for sure. So yeah, um, and then that's that's your last guy, Harrison Barnes. That's all you got. That's all I got. All right, and so then, yeah, like I said, like we said earlier, our, our last topic of the day, I was saying, you know, LeBron might be going to Philly. I think that he'll go to Philly, and if he does, they'll win it all. Um, and you said, what was what was your uh, way too early 2018-2019 champion prediction? Mm. I can tell. I can't tell you who my champion is. I can tell you who my finals matchup will be, though. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you, Boston Celtics versus Golden State Warriors. Okay, that's a good prediction. That's very fair. Very fair. That's, that's what I got. Celtics still have a lot of potential. They're a very young team. Yep. Um, Danny Ainge has been doing great things for that organization, so Amazing. I agree with you 100%. Every time I think that guy screws up, he proves me wrong. So Yeah, and, and he's talking he about maybe trading up to draft Mobamba, and I was like, you know, how why wouldn't you want to trade, trade up to draft DeAndre Ayton? But you can never doubt Danny Ainge. He knows what he's doing. We've seen that time and time again. So The other part of that is I don't see why they need Bamba. They, they already have a guy that they like a lot in Al Horford. Maybe it's because he's getting older, but he Mo Bamba wouldn't start, which could really mess up his development. That's another part that, that, of yeah. That's another part of Tatum and Brown's success. They didn't have Hayward playing over Tatum or Brown like they probably. Let's be honest, he would have been playing over him. The young guns like that. That could have really. We might be seeing a different kind of player out of both of them. Right. I believe if they if the Celtics were to draft Bamba, then the lineup would go Kyrie, Hayward, Tatum, Horford, Bamba. Because if you think about it, depth-wise on the bench, off of the bench, the Celtics have Baines, who's not horrible, but he, I mean, oh. I, I think Bamba would play better. Oh, for sure. They have Baines, Tias, uh, Daniel Tias, however you say his name. Um, yeah, Morris, Thomas. who really impressed me. I was very sad yeah. when we traded Br- Bradley. Uh, for Morris, I was very sad. It was a very sad day for Celt- for Celtics fans. I think. Yeah, uh, Bradley had been with us since 2011, and and Morris really wasn't doing too much in Detroit. But then 
he, I mean, man, he helped out tremendously. I did not think he was that good of an offensive no. player. So at, at the four and the five, the Celtics really have Morris and Horford. Um, if they were to draft Bamba, I think that would help. I think Horford would be a would be a better player at the four, and then Bamba would should start because, like you said, it would be bad for his development if he didn't. So you think they should bench Brown? I think I think Brown would be a six man of the year uh, type player off of the bench. I think that it would be okay if they were to bench Brown. They're talking if if we were to draft Bamba, we're gonna trade Jalen Brown, and I say we because I'm a Celtics fan. I know uh-huh. I say don't, but. Um, the Celtics were saying if they were to trade up for Bamba, they're possibly going to get rid of Brown and then a couple of picks. So I think even if we didn't trade Brown, he would be great off the bench. Um, he doesn't really need to start. I feel like he's, I think, I, like, I feel he's kind of like Harrison Barnes. He'd be better off the bench. He'd be that spark off the bench. That's so, fair. so, but I think at the same time, if we were to draft Bamba, I think we would be trading away Jalen Brown to get that pick for Bamba. So, who knows? Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, at the same time, I have a question for you, actually. As as someone who lives in Massachusetts, I have to deal with these Celtics fans that think Tatum's the second coming of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> but um, who, who do you think is the better overall player, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Oh, that's easy. Right off the top of my head, I, I'm going to say Jason Tatum. Man, and I got to disagree with you there. Okay, let me give my take. And yeah, I'll yeah. You out. No I'll definitely hear you out. I'm, uh, I respect your opinion. So, um, I think Tatum is not as a flash. Is he isn't as flashy on the offensive end as Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown will give you those athletic dunks. Dunks. I mean, he was in the dunk contest, right? Um, Jalen Brown will and, and Jason Tatum. I think both are at the same level. From beyond the arc, I think Jason Tatum has that mid-range pull up on J- on Jalen Brown. I mean, that mid-range pull up from Tatum is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the turnaround, Jay. I mean, it's, he's a great mid-range shooter. And on the defensive end, I think that Tatum, with his size, really gives him that advantage. He is solid on the defensive end. He's very, he's very quick. Like I said, Brown's athletic, but I think Tatum's build kind of gives him the advantage on Brown. So, better overall player. I'm gonna have to go with Tatum. I, I think it's it's hands down Tatum. I gotta go Brown. I mean, I, I understand. At the same time, Brown's in his second year. We haven't seen Tatum's second year yet. Right, right. But we got to compare that. But I think Jalen Brown. I th- I'll say this: Tatum's probably a, the better mid-range shooter. I think Brown's. I think they're tied up offensively. To be honest with you, they're both effective in different ways. I. I got to go Brown defensively. Super athletic. He can switch on anyone, but as can Tatum. But on ball, from what I've seen from the Celtics games, Brown's probably – he and Horford are probably their two best defenders. Marcus Smart's up there too, obviously. Great. Yeah, Marcus Smart's a very aggressive player. Yeah. will stand up against anyone. Marcus Smart could honestly play the one through four. Even though if even though he's a smaller guy – with how aggressive he is, yeah. he could he could probably pair up against Draymond Green and, <laughs> and, and stand up face to face. Marcus Smart doesn't take any crap, right? So no, that's, that's and, and another thing I could hit on was Tatum can play the one through four. Brown, I would play him at the two or three. And the reason I say Tatum can play the one is because he is very unselfish. He can move the ball around. He can be effective without the ball because he can move around and get that get the ball and then just catch and shoot, catch and shoot mid range. Yeah, Jay. So I, I think that's the advantage. Definitely has to go to Tatum because he has more intangibles than Brown does. I gotta go. I I mean we've seen Brown play the power forward this season. I've seen right. their lineups. Right. Uh, their small ball. I don't even know if he, yeah I call it small ball. It's usually a shooting guard. But um yeah I think Brown's as versatile as Tatum and more versatile in the defensive end. Okay. That's that, just that... me though. That's just, I yeah. respect your opinion, obviously, but yeah. that's just That's me. a good take. I understand. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Jalen Brown. And I, 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 as much as I want Mo Bamba, because, man, he ran a faster 3-4 sprint. I saw that. 3-4 sport sprint than, than, um, than Russell Westbrook and John Wall. That's unbelievable. I saw that. That makes big. Mo Bamba any more, more than any other player in the draft. That's unbelievable for his size. Wait, but you said you like him more than another player? Wait, well, Oh, then in the draft. 
Okay, so you like him more than any other player in the draft. Like, you, it's a personal him. liking. Yeah, I think because of okay. his skill set, gotcha. he's, gotcha. he's he was already a good center. Uh, he was, you know, a top three center in the draft. Maybe put him at second behind Aiden, um, mm-hmm. because Bagley I think kind of runs that four. Yeah. So, uh, as much as I love Jalen Brown, I mean, he's I love his style of play. I, I also love Mo Bamba. I love Tatum. I mean, it's just, I just, it's nothing against either player. I just, uh, I love them all. I love the Celtics, but I just, some players are just, I got to say they're better than others. I'm not that kind of fan that's like, ah, I don't yeah. think I'll take either one. That's I right. just think it's hands down Tatum over Brown. I would hate to see Brown leave, but if it means we're getting Mo Bamba, I guess, you know, whatever's best for the franchise, Ainge knows what he's talking about. So, yeah, that's fair. Uh, um, yeah. Last plug-in, as a Massachusetts native, I got to give a shout-out to my favorite player in the draft. Is he the best player? Probably not. Ton of potential, yes. Kentucky's Kentucky's, uh, Wenyan Gabriel. I don't know if you've heard of him. Had seven, went seven for seven from three. Oh, yep, yep. I know who you're talking about. That's all I had to say, seven for seven from three. That's right. I watched watched that game, matter of fact, that he went seven for seven from three. Yeah. Never heard of him beforehand. Yeah, uh, I think he averaged about seven, seven in a block. Uh, Great big. He's the future of basketball, the stretch big. He can shoot the three from just about anywhere. Uh, Wilbraham Munson was the high school he went to. That's about 15 minutes from my house. As a native, I, I got a root for him. So, all right, yeah, that's cool. Shout out to sure. Wendy Gabriel. And um, yeah, that that's 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 cool. So, if you got anything else to to say, I think I'm done for the day. I'll let you plug your Instagram and what else if you're done. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm good. All right. So yeah, uh, thank you for joining, Nick. Um, yeah, no problem. To the viewers, this is the In One Podcast. My name is Marco. Um, this was Nick teaming up with me today. Great takes. If you love uh, if you love what you hear, follow me on Instagram at the N1 Podcast. Um, this should be out on iTunes. Um, I'm sorry for those Android users. I know if you follow me on Instagram, you have an Android. I'm sorry, but it'll be out on iTunes. I'm gonna try my best to get it out on say SoundCloud and and other platforms that every user can uh, can get onto. So thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Marco. Thank you, Nick, for joining. This is the N1 Podcast. My pleasure. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.